Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Good to see you. It's good to welcome um, Mother Betty who's watching on Zoom. Everybody say hi, Mother Betty. <laughs> She's watching, so amen. Um, it's, it's good to see everybody again. How many have been eating good since Thanksgiving? Is it just me? No, it's some others, huh? And, uh, you know, every year in January, at the beginning of the year, our church goes on a three-week fast, so you'll be wanting to join us on that three-week fast. That doesn't mean you can't eat for three weeks. It just means that we're going to limit our intake for those three weeks. Amen. How many are with me on that? Will join me for that three-week fast. We do that every single year. Amen. So, uh, also at this time, we're going to dismiss our kids to church. If you want to Go to Kids Church. If anybody wants to join in, uh, follow my beautiful wife out the back door, and you guys will have a great time. Give them a big hand. Amen. At the end of service, we will be having a time of communion. So um, just say that so that Mother Betty and those that have not been or gotten ready can have a chance to get their elements together, some uh, bread and juice Amen. How many enjoy this time of the year, Christmas? How, how many love Christmas? I, I mean, you absolutely love Christmas. Because there's people that love Christmas. There's people that love Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, I'm a Thanksgiving person, as you could probably tell. I enjoyed it way too much. I had four Thanksgiving meals last week, starting with the potluck we had here. Uh, but I won't go into that. I need to really watch what I eat or not eat. But uh, Christmas season is upon us. The, the thing I want to talk to you today about, and I've titled this, Gifts for the King. Say that with me, Gifts for the King. And, you know, the beautiful thing about Christmas is you see these beautiful lights. Didn't they do a wonderful job here in decorating? It, it always looks beautiful. It's the open-door church who decorates for us, and we get to be the benefits, beneficiaries of that. But the Christmas trees are decorated at home. You've got your Christmas lights on. It seems like they've been selling or pushing Christmas items since early October or even September in some stores. But for as long as I can remember, I've always been given gifts and we've always given gifts. Amen? Most of us here have given gifts. Um, I remember... Some of my fondest toys, I remember a Batmobile car. I just remember the Batmobile car that my mom and dad got me. It was the thing I wanted. It was just amazing. And, and then another thing I remember, and you right now are thinking of presents that you've received that stick out in your mind. And one of them was a ping pong table. Do you remember that when you bought the ping pong table? I remember that day because... We were out helping my dad. He was pruning. It was a cold, cold December day. And we wanted to get home because I knew he was picking up the ping pong table that day. And it was cold, and we were going home. And I think he stopped and actually bought it at the store. I, I just remember we were bringing it home, and I couldn't wait to open it up and play my sister Irene on ping pong because she was really good at it, and she got really good at it. And we used to play ping pong all the time. I used to beat her all the time, but don't tell her I said that. Um, but it was one of my favorite gifts I ever got. I love that table. Haven't played since. But maybe some of you are thinking of, of times or gifts that maybe you even given to somebody. 
and their face just lit up, and you've never forgotten that. Maybe it was your face that lit up upon getting something. Maybe it was that new perfume last year, or the new coat, the new shoes, the new handbag. How many love receiving gifts? How many just love to receive gifts? How many love to give gifts? There you go. And you both can't go wrong either way. You're getting a gift or you're being a blessing to someone else. But the question I have for you at the outset is, why do we give gifts? Have you ever really thought about that? During Christmas time, I'm specifically talking about, why do we give gifts? You know, it seems kind of strange. I, I get it on my one-year anniversary called my birthday, uh, why somebody would want to give me a, a birthday gift. Okay, I get that. But on Christmas, why are you bringing me a gift? And so it's not my birthday, uh, not till January, but what I want to talk to you about today is the gift giving we celebrate on Christmas began with the wise men bringing gifts to the baby Jesus. Amen? And that's where I want to take you here. I want to take you to the book of Matthew, chapter 2. If you'll turn there, we'll also have it up on the screen for you. But Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 9. And I'll just set this up. If you read the entire chapter, the wise men were going and following the star. They were in the prophetic. They were people that knew signs and wonders, and they saw the sign of the Messiah, of a Savior, of a King being born. And so they went through the countryside and they came upon Herod when he heard that they were looking for a king. King Herod became threatened. And he told these wise men, when you find him, come back and tell me where he's at. Because Herod wanted to ax him out, you know, kill him, get rid of him, right? Because he was competition. All he heard was the word king. But how many know that the Lord's kingdom is not of this world? Amen? And so... That's what's happening prior to these verses. So let's pick it up in verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary. Let me repeat that verse again. On coming to the house... They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let's pray. Father, I just pray right now for the next few moments that you would give us ears to hear your word to receive it today, Lord, that we might be uh, the ones, the, the Christ disciples, the followers that you have created us to be. May the plan that you have purposed in our hearts come to fruition, Father, as you help us and guide us on a daily basis. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So today, I want to speak to you on the importance of giving the right gift. Everybody say the right gift. Now, real quickly, I just want to back up to that, those scriptures we just read. How many believe that there were three wise men? Raise your hand if you believe there were three wise men. Did you know that the Bible says there were 
It doesn't say if there were three. It doesn't say if there were four. It doesn't say if there were 24. The only reason we tend to think it was three is because there were three gifts, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. So I want to dispel that notion that there were only three wise men. There could have been 23. There could have been, there could have been you know, five or six. We don't know. The other thing the scripture mentions is when the wise men came, they didn't come to a manger as what most manger scenes show. They came to a house. It wasn't a ch an infant anymore. He was a child. So most theologians say that, that they came probably two years after Jesus was born. I just wanted to blow your world right there with that in case you were all thinking that they came to a manger with shepherds from the field, and they were worshiping an infant. They weren't. It was a child. Okay? Now, that has nothing to do with my message. I just wanted to give that to you for free. Now, giving the importance of a gift, some of us can spend hours and hours picking out the right gift for that person. How many are guilty of that? You'll spend hours online. Maybe it's on Amazon. Maybe it's that's your excuse to go shopping the Macy's or whatever, because I'm going to go pick that right gift for you, and you want me to, you know, and you'll spend hours and hours and hours, right? Some of us will do that. I know it doesn't work for me. How, how many men are like me? We like to go, we know what we want, we get in there, we buy it, and then we're out. Anybody else? I think my dad's like that. Yeah, there's a few of us like that. I'll go with Anna, but I do not like shopping. I just do not like it. Number one, because she's spending our money, that's why. <laughs> but you know what? I find it better to, to, to give a gift than to receive a gift. We are practicing and I the last few years to not exchange gifts with each other. We just, we'd rather give gifts to our kids or to other people, but we never give each other a gift in the last few years. That's just been our, our custom. And... And giving gifts is a wonderful way. I, I don't want to diminish that. Giving gifts is wonderful. But what drove the wise men to give gifts to the baby Jesus or to the child Jesus? That's the question I want to ask. What drove the wise men? Well, worship is what drove the wise men to visit Jesus. You see, their journey was long, and their focus on finding Jesus and worshiping him was their primary goal. It wasn't to bring him gifts of royalty, which was what frankincense, myrrh, and gold were. Those were gifts set aside for royalty. It wasn't just to give him a gift. It was to bow down. They said, it says they bowed down and worshiped him. That was their primary reason for going to visit Jesus. So that takes us to our first point today. I have three points for you that I want to cover. And the first one is worship the king. Say that with me. Worship the king. Let us not forget in the busyness of this season that our primary duty as believers is to worship the king. Amen? We can, we can be so focused on this season. It's already a busy, busy season for many of you just like it is for me. We were, our, we were here this morning doing worship for Open Door Church, and uh, it was packed out. They had, they had a luncheon here today, so some of you that came in early saw the overflow of, of uh, traffic out here. 
and it was a it was a beautiful Sunday Sunday morning, uh, but December seems to be just filled with busyness, filled with distractions. If I can throw that out there, you know, there's some of you, and all. In fact, all of us have been targeted since Black Friday with ad after ad to come to the house of worship of Best Buy, of Macy's, of Michael Coors, of you name it, the houses of worship. They want you to come and be an attendee there. Bless you. And if we're not careful, and there's nothing wrong with any of that, but if we're not careful, we'll go to those places and worship at their altars instead of the altar that Jesus wants you to worship at. Amen? Now, again, no, there's nothing wrong with going to those places and making purchases. But at the end of the day, what are you worshiping? What is the gift that you're bringing to Jesus that matters in eternity? Those purses, those brand new pair of shoes, those Stacy Adams you're wearing or whatever, whoever's wearing, those are all going to burn. They're all going to be destroyed. But our salvation, our walk with God will endure forever. Amen? You see, the wise men came from miles and miles away, and nothing was going to stop them. They weren't afraid of, well, they were afraid of King Herod. They said, no, we're not going to go back that way, because an, an angel visited them in a dream and said, no, go back another way. Take the long route home, amen? And, and so what we learn from this is the, the wise men would be an example or should be an example to each of us at this time of the year at Christmas, but not only at Christmas, but every day of the year, they should be an example that we are to bring worship to the Lord. You, you should be starting your day with worship. If you're going through something like Bianca said when she read that scripture, if you're going through a struggle, if you're going through a tough time right now, the very first thing you should be doing is getting on your knees and worshiping the Lord. The very first thing Lord, I need you. I worship you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Let's go to Psalm chapter 95 and verse 6. I have a scripture that you've all heard and read before. But it says this. It says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our Maker. The Lord is saying in the scripture, Bow down in worship. The angels in heaven bow down like this, and they worship him 24-7. The angels are worshiping in heaven. Our job here on earth is also to worship the Lord. Let us kneel before the Lord God who formed you in your mother's womb, our maker. He formed you and knit you in your mother's womb and knows everything about you. Amen? Let us bow down and let us not become distracted in this season of activity, filled with holiday parties, with, with work parties, with dinner parties, with this event, that event. Let us not become distracted in that process. And to remember this, Jesus is the reason for the season. Say that with me. Jesus is the reason for the season. Second thing is worship him with gifts. Again, why is it that some of us can spend so much time, so many hours choosing that perfect gift for someone? Is there such a thing as a perfect gift? I don't know. But a gift is, is good, and, and when you receive a gift, you're thankful. 
But the question becomes, are you bringing the gift of worship to God? Not just on Christmas, but every day. Every day of your life. This morning at church service here, the pastor commented to me and he said, you know, we've got a house full, but we have a lot of visitors that I only see at Christmas time. I go, yeah, that's in every single church. There are, there are visitors that will come only during Christmas time and Easter. And it's great to see them. I'd love to see them once a year if that's the only time I'm going to see them. But every year, every church has visitors that will come on Christmas time. And, and so then the Word of God mentions that the wise men, when they brought these three different gifts, they were gifts of royalty, as I mentioned, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And uh, the story goes on to tell us that the wise men were warned in a dream that they must not return to Herod to reveal the location of Jesus. Because of the danger they would face, the wise men had to make a long journey home. In our lives, this applies to you and I. The enemy will work overtime to infect your thoughts, to affect your lives through conflict, through arguments. There have been some Thanksgiving dinners that have blown up when family gets together. There have been Christmas dinners that blow up because of this or that. Amen? And, and they're, they're distractions. And what may look like a flesh and blood battle is really a spiritual battle. The enemy wants to distract you, especially at this time of the year, because he doesn't want you to bring glory and honor to the King of Kings. You see, the enemy always wanted worship for himself. And he, that's what got him booted out of heaven, is the five times he said, I will ascend, I will do this in the book of Isaiah. Instead, the Lord booted him out because of pride, and now he still wants that worship. But Jesus said, I am the King of Kings. Bow down and kneel before me, amen? So just be aware that the enemy will attempt to distract you. You may think it's someone just causing a problem with you. You may think it's a relative, it's a friend, it's a co-worker, it's a neighbor. It's, it's not a flesh and blood battle. Let me tell you, it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. For the wise men, nothing would find its way between them and the worship of the king of kings. They could have stopped when they saw Herod, and they could have become so afraid, they said, oh, forget it, it's not worth it, let's go home. But they didn't. They kept pursuing. They kept going because they needed to present not only the gifts, but their worship to the king of kings. So again, the enemy will attempt to take away your focus on worshiping the king of kings this season. Distractions will come. For some of you, you're already seeing those distractions in your life. And I just want to remind you, be aware, be sober, be vigilant. Amen? The, in the book of Matthew, chapter 22 and verse 37, listen to these words of Jesus. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. With all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Those three things are connected because he knows that if he, if he can get one of them, he's got all three of them. All of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This should remind us of our own personal worship 
of the king born in Bethlehem. We were created to worship. Amen? That is the greatest gift that you can give Jesus Christ is the gift of worship. Let us not be deterred or scared by the enemy, but let us bring our gifts of worship to the Lord this year. In fact, if you haven't, if you don't set aside a, a time, maybe you should set aside a time on that Christmas day. We're going to have an, uh, a, a joint service here with open door. We will be here at 10 o'clock in the morning. We will not have a 2 o'clock service on Christmas day, that Sunday. We will be here at 10 o'clock. So I encourage you, if you can be here, be here at 10 o'clock. And, and if you can't, make sure you make the time to spend with your family that day and worshiping God. Make sure on that day you celebrate the reason for the season. It's not just about the beautiful Christmas tree and the gifts under the tree, but it's about the birth of Jesus. Amen? So let us bring that gift to the Lord this year. The third point is worship with your time. You know, Christmas is often described as the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. In fact, I think there's a song, right, that goes like that. Wonderful time of the year. But, if, but again, if we're not careful, Christmas is filled with lights, with, with holiday parties, Christmas parties, with cookies, nothing wrong with cookies, with presents, with, with family even. And, and there's great rejoicing when you're with family. But that's not the point of Christmas. These are all good things and a part of what the Christmas season is all about. But let's not remove the focus Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen? Again, the enemy wants to fill our hearts with consumerism so we can forget the meaning of Christmas. How many, uh, if you still collect the newspaper, saw Black Friday ads in your newspaper? They're, they're called Black Friday ads, right? They're filled with advertisements of all the different stores. Nowadays, most people just go online and you're flooded with, you know, ad after ad after ad online of where you should be spending your money. And we can get caught up in that. You know, we can be surfing on QVC and then back to HSN and see where the best deal is and go to Amazon like I do and then finding the best deal, right? But don't be caught up with the consumerism. Don't get all caught up in that because we may forget the meaning of Christmas and spend our time away from the king. And as I think about the wise men, I see that nothing got in their way. They took the time to worship him. It took months to get there. It wasn't a day journey. It wasn't a week journey. It took months to get to where the child Jesus was. They took the time to travel to an unknown, unknown location as they followed the star in the sky. They had no idea where it was going. They just knew that they were to follow that star and that it would lead them to the promised king. Even obstacles that tried to distract the wise men didn't deter them. They were going to worship the king. The Bible tells us that the wise men were exceedingly joyful when they found the king. Can I tell you that when I found the king, I became exceedingly joyful. When I first got introduced to Jesus... I was exceedingly joyful. I was the first one in my family that got saved, and I couldn't wait to tell my mom and dad, let me tell you about Jesus. 
Let me tell you, Irene, about Jesus. Let me tell you, Reuben, about Jesus. Let me tell you, Yolanda, about Jesus. And I did. And they all got saved. Not because of me, only because the Holy Spirit was able to speak to them. It was the right time at the right moment. And I had exceeding joy. Amen? Just like the, the wise men who had exceeding joy. Wow. It's just, it's just so wonderful when, when you read about these wise men and how they fell down to worship this child. They didn't know. They had no clue who this was. We do. We have the knowledge. We have the knowledge of, of the written word as it speaks to us. We have the Holy Spirit speaking to us. They went by faith and they worshiped him with their time. So this season, don't allow consumerism, the dinner disasters, the arguments to rob us, rob us of a time of worship. Let us spend time, our time, our personal time, giving gifts to the king. Amen? Will you promise me that? How many promise me that? That you'll this year, this season, you will give gifts to the king of worship. And as I close today, I want to read Psalm chapter 90 and verse 12. The scripture tells us, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Boy, oh boy, there's some truth right there. You know, I, every, every weekend it seems like I say something like this, but the older I get, and all of you can relate to this, that have any gray hair or any hair. <laughs> but if you can relate to this, that, that life is not taken for granted. <clears throat> life is a privilege when you have been given life. And you're not to take that for granted. None of us, we could cross the street right now, get hit by a bus, for all you know. There, by the grace of God, go you and I. God numbers the days of our life here on this earth. He knows the numbers of hair that you have on your head. Make every day count. Don't just do it because it's Christmas. Make every day count. Bring a gift to the Lord every day. Amen? May we bring something to worship the King, not only today, but every day, which is to live a life of obedience to His glory. That brings him glory when we live a life of obedience to the King. This Christmas season, let us all be reminded of the wise men bringing gifts to the King. Gifts for the King. Would you stand with me at this time? We're going to take the time right now to worship the King of Kings in communion Raise your hand if you did not receive a communion cup and one will be getting, given one to you right now. I think everybody's got one. Let's see, 1, 10, 30, 40, 82, 92. Yep, everybody's got one. All right. How many are thankful that we can celebrate this? You know, the Bible tells us to do this in remembrance of Him. Two things the Bible tells us to do is to be baptized as believers and to observe Holy Communion. These are two things he asks believers to do. And we do this here on the first day, for, uh, first Sunday of every month. 
And um, this morning, I'm going to double dip today because I partook in communion this morning. I'm going to be super blessed. Amen. My whole family is, but I got to be honest with you as I, they were up here, both my daughters and then the pastor was doing communion. And I just felt overwhelmed because this blood, this cup is juice, but it represents his blood. And there was a day when I never would have done this. There was a time when my family never would have partaken in this. But I see my daughters up here. I'm with my wife partaking in communion. And I'm just filled with awesome wonder, awe, thankful for his mercy, his grace, salvation. I always say this, don't take life for granted. You've been given this life. Do it right. Amen? And that's why we celebrate this today. If you take your bread out today. Oh boy, this is a challenge. And we take this bread, just lift it up like this and Let's pray right now. Father God, we come before you to your table, the Lord's table. And I pray right now, first of all, before we partake of this, if there's anybody here that, Lord, that their heart might not be in the right place. Father, it's a simple prayer of repentance, a simple prayer of forgiveness that you grant us, Father. And we do that right now. First of all, we just say, Lord, forgive me. Say that with me, church. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Make me whole. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Lord, that simple prayer meant with all of our heart grants us forgiveness. And it's because of what you did on that cross that we're thankful for this. For this day that we can celebrate communion which draws us close to you Lord, let this be a gift to you, our love to you, our life to you, our life dedicated to you. Let it be a gift to you, Father. Let it be pleasing to you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you right now for this bread which represents your body that was broken on the cross, that went and received all the punishment in my place. I thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead, church, receive that. We thank you, Father. You are so good. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your faithfulness. And as you're opening up that cup, we do the same thing, Lord. We lift this cup to you, Father. And we thank you for sending your son to die on a cross that grants us salvation, grants us healing in our body. We thank you for taking care of all of our needs, Lord, for giving us a plan, a, a purpose and a plan for our lives where we didn't see purpose, where we didn't see any of your plans, 
we now trust in your word and your direction and your guidance as we seek you every day, as we bring our gifts to you today, our gift of worship, our gift of life to you, Lord. We, we thank you for that. And Lord, we get, again, we thank you for this cup of juice, which represents your blood that was shed for all of mankind. And we thank you. And we receive that today in Jesus' name. Go ahead, church. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. We're going to close with a song right now. If you want prayer, if anybody needs prayer, I would invite you to come up today if you need prayer. If you want to just pray and give God some praise, you're welcome to come up here as well. But I'd like to pray for those that need prayer today as we sing this last song. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.